All right, so since since we um, talked about Fruity Pleasure, I googled Fruity Pleasure, and the number one result is a pretty good one. How to properly pleasure a woman, comma, illustrated by fruit. So it's at foodbeast.com. I'm going to click mm. here because it says watch. Hold up, hold up. Okay. Okay. Uh, all I think is like the lady chick leg shaving razors when I hear this song. Okay, so oh wow. Okay, so there's a honeydew cut in half, uh-huh. and the cat it says uh, gently stroke the clit. Oh, so they're not kind of wow. They go on right for the clit, huh? <laughs> no innuendo or anything here. Okay, so we scroll down. There's some words. I mean, I- you know, in. <laughs> The clit isn't like the the end oh all be all. So there's a video here titled how, "Simple Tips How to Finger a Girl with Papaya." Papaya <laughs> or a really small watermelon? I don't know. It looks like a papaya. Surveyed 100 sexually active women about their fingering preferences. <laughs> <laughs> there's grapes. Look at the grapes and raisins. 90 said they enjoy being fingered. According to the institution, I, I should plug in. 60% <laughs> of all women never reach orgasm from intercourse. Wait, what? 60%? <sighs> all right, hold on. Turn, oh, wait, there should be two. Turn it down. Turn it down so you don't get a... Okay, but there we go. I have another one here, but... Uh... Yeah, yeah, there it is. Okay. All right, so Dr. Ruth is here. What is that? Wow. The aliens are phoning, huh? You're... This is E.T.'s, like, colander thing phoning out. Wow, that's not good. That is not good at all. Can you turn it down a little bit, please? Why? Now? Whoa, that's awful. Let me... Oh, look, I unplugged the dock and it goes away. Huh. I should report that to the Windows guys. You really huh? should. Right. Hundred sexually active women about their fingering preferences. They will be represented here by grapes. Grapes. And these are the MILFs. Ninety percent said they enjoy being fingered, according to the institution Wait, of Google. So MILFs don't like being fingered. Is that what they're? I don't know. I wait. They just, they just put raisins in there and call them MILFs. Get that because they're wrinkly. But it's it's also the ten percent of women who don't enjoy being fingered. Wow. That's mean. That's rude. Yeah. About 60% of all women never reach orgasm from intercourse alone. Wow. Really? <sighs> I mean, I haven't been with a ton of women in my life, but... I oh, they say... fake it. <laughs> oh, thanks, Greg. I was going to say 100% of the women I've been with have reached orgasm. That is without the help of sex toys, hands, or tongue. 60% of the time, it works every time. But 10% never climax under any circumstances. So if she says, it's not you, it's her, there is a 1 in 10 chance she's telling the truth. 3 out of 4 women who have orgasms require clitoral stimulation. You just need to find it first. 80% 80% of women said that inserting your finger with a come-hither motion is not enough to make them come. Wait, what? 
Fingering a girl is hard. You don't know if you're doing it right, you don't know if you're doing it wrong. If you're like most guys, you're putting a few fingers in there and hoping for the best. You just slip a finger into a kiwi and squirt it everywhere. First, before she even comes over, trim your fingernails. If you don't, you're gonna be cutting her with your jagged nails. If she's bleeding, you're doing it wrong. Or the sex gods hate you and it's that time of the month. Second, you wanna make sure her vagina is sufficiently wet. This can be done with your mouth, lube, or her natural juices. Third, don't just jam your fingers in there. Most women achieve orgasm by clitoral stimulation, not penetration. What does this mean for you? Pay attention to the clit. Become best friends with it. Follow back on Instagram at theclit69. Look at some pics, but don't stalk it. Just like the latest posts. This is the clit. You can find so, it. Okay, the it's a picture of a honeydew. Uh-huh. Sliced in half. Uh-huh. And like up on the stem side, like on the inside... He stuck a chickpea? Is that what that is? Is that chickpea? I have no idea. Literal hood. Fun fact, gangster rap actually started in this hood. Okay. Oh, that, that, my eyes are rolling out of my head. That is enough. Alright, but I guess it's my fault because I picked Fruity Pleasure for the title. Of the turn show. off the turn the sound down. Uh, whoa. Whoa is real. Whoa! Wow, we both watched Blossom. <laughs> well, we both know of Joey Lawrence. <laughs> Whether we both watch Blossom is a... Okay, <laughs> you had to have watched at least one episode of Blossom. I don't think you were was... like 13 years old. Blossom was hot. I didn't think Blossom was In a nerdy was way. Hot. In a nerdy way. I didn't know. I, I was not interested in nerdy girls then. Now, totally. Mm, okay. But back then, no, no. Well, she's a doctor now. PhD. Yeah, but but she's also weird. Like she has some weird anti-vax thing going on. I thought I yeah. thought she was anti-anti-vax. Let me see. There, there's something. There, there was something weird about her. I thought for sure she was like like dumping on Jenny McCarthy. There was this something. is Maya Bialik. Right? Yeah, Maya Bialik. Uh, let's see, anti-science maybe or was it? No, she is a. She has a PhD in like no, she anti vax. Yeah, she is. Oh. Come on. <clears throat> Where was it? Sure, New York Times op-ed. Is that it? She apologized. Did she? Oh, that, no, that, the, her op-ed was about Weinstein and B2's shit. That's right. Uh, I mean, uh, I did, for people listening, I didn't mean Me Too shit like, oh, it's shit. No, I mean, I just meant... She's gone on record saying that her family's a non-vaccinating family. Mm-hmm. She's promoted... Oh, Neil deGrasse Tyson invites anti-science activist Maya Malik. Dot, dot, dot. So okay. Oh, that's so I fell for the propaganda. She was on tabletop and like, and like one of the captions was she has a PhD. I'm like, oh, okay. she does. Well, sure, but she is. Well, you would assume someone with a PhD would be rational. No, I don't. That that is the biggest mistake yes. people make. Yeah, is. 
Just because somebody is highly educated or is particularly intelligent or smart means that they know all about everything or that you should follow their follow what they do or that they like or that or that they will think rationally about something. In, in fact, what I find is that the smarter people are, the less rationally they tend to think about stuff they don't understand. Because they tend to say, oh, I'm smart enough to understand this and not dig into it and then just get a sort of facile understanding mm. of something and just go with that and say, well, I'm smart enough so I'm, that, that works. It's, it's an epidemic in smart people that they think that they're smarter than they are or they, they or, or people believe that either they're they rationally think through everything or that that's what people do in general that people are people are always rational in their decision making which is totally untrue. Right. um the, the the it's one of my big uh, pet peeves about uh, I think conservative culture is is the idea oh people are just going to think rationally so if we just treat the world like that then you know, if everyone thinks rationally, then of course they're going to come to the right conclusions. People don't act rationally. They don't make decisions rationally. You have to understand that aspect mm-hmm. to understand why, you know, what, what society oh, does. Sure. Um, rationality ain't all there is to how people behave, nor, nor is rationality all there is to the world. I think that that's a that is a important thing too, is understanding the limits of rationality. Yeah, that's a good point. If you're trying to reason with someone who's being irrational, you, your best strategy is not to continue with the reason mm-hmm. part, right? Um, so I, I last night I watched uh, the Janets. Oh yeah, good place. Uh huh. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. You know, it, the one part which I liked, but it was you know, it's probably a little bit overdone. Is that uh, you know the actress who plays Janet was playing all of the characters. Well, but not not just playing the character, but playing a character pretending to be another character. Right. And some like like when she's playing Eleanor pretending to be Jason. Yeah. But it, it made sense, like, afterwards, because she played Jason really well. And then, like, like she's not playing Jason so well this scene. Why did they Why uh-huh. did they take this cut, you know? And then it was like, oh, it's, it's Eleanor, you know? Yeah. So, so in, like, hindsight, but it, it actually it was hard to make my brain like that scene as much, right? Because, like... It felt it felt off, even though that was the point. That was the point, right? Right. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. though. It's hard to appreciate that scene but as much. I, I think I hope that you appreciate it afterwards even yeah. more because you're like, oh, yeah. then it to- like it's justified yeah. that that it was that because it was yeah. it, it was Darcy Cardin's impression of how oh, Eleanor Eleanor's <laughs> impression Jason? of Jason. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of layers. Um, 
There was so much that episode. I laughed more in that episode than I have all season. I think. It I was, mean, it, it it's. But not just the impressions, <laughs> right? The account, mm-hmm. you know, the interactions. Stephen with the Merchant, account. right? I mean, he's great. Mm-hmm. The interactions with the account were great. Um, <laughs> when when they came to the accounting office, the the four, and then like he walks up and like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I had to fire the alarm. You're interdimensional fugitives, but in the bright side, there's cake in the yeah. office. I mean, I I am almost ashamed to admit I laughed at a line that I that I absolutely could I saw coming from a mile away. Oh, right. And that line was, I need a paperclip, and they went to the sex guy, and I knew that the sex guy was going to be like, oh my god, why? And the sex guy, the line was something like, what are you going to use it for? And I I saw that line coming from a mile away, and I still laughed. <laughs> the weird sex guy was yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> oh so fun great like it's like a mid-season finale right like there's taking like a month off i think or something. uh yeah i mean they, they won't be back until um january something yeah. january 6th or something like that. such a good such a good way to you know they've they've changed the premise of the show so many times and it was just such a good way to to do that just yeah to 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 break i mean like to 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 introduce the new premise, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and break with the old, jump into the new with both feet. Yeah, when Eleanor asked Janet, was able to conjure things. I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> oh boy, that's great. <laughs> and then Jason gets uh, what, what's Pillboy, Pillboy, <laughs> a broken hot tub in the forties. First, I didn't exist, and I was like, I do exist. This is dope. <laughs> It's so good. It's a good show. I mean, and and you were you were questioning this earlier on in the season. I was like, give it, give it some time. Yeah, yeah, you're to, right. You're right. They need to do their build up and yeah. then start and then break it. You're right. You're right. And you think you know what they're doing? I was telling someone about the show, and I'm like. You just gotta watch. Like, like the first two seasons were on Netflix. Just start there. It's it's so hard. I mean, it's so hard because you don't want to spoil anything. I know. Part of me is like I'm jealous of them getting to watch like the first season again. <laughs> At the same time, like, it's like I'm. I mean, you know, I'm not a guy who thinks that spoilers are are all that big a deal. But this is one case where I think that if you spoil it, you're kind of removing some of the best like little pieces of of not just what the show is, but then what the show continues to do, which is just continually surprise you and continually like just change its change its direction completely. Mm-hmm. Even during that first season, it does this. Oh yeah, but then it like then then it it. It opens up. I mean, what I've talked about this before with with shows. Uh, the first season, it's good for a first season of a show to be sort of very confined, and then once the second season starts, you start to open up <clears throat> and and you start to then look into the wider world, um, just to to establish who the characters are and where they are and what they do, and then you break it out. And, I, and I, I've noted, you know, shows tend to do this for a lot of things like. 
a good example is Community. Everything in in the first ep- in the first season of Community, every sh- every single scene was in the college mm-hmm. or yeah, on the campus. Yeah. Once the second season started, it started to break out and do stuff outside. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we talked about this at the beginning of Westworld. The the first season of West Westworld's a shitty show, but the first season of Westworld was all confined inside that one park, and then. The second season, they started to break out and do stories outside of the park, and out. And, you know, so, because you you want to get your your premise, yeah, really nailed in. So the first season, of the good place is all inside the the fake good place, mm-hmm. and then they break out and they start to go Holy in fork. different directions. So yeah, I mean that was a great callback at the end, right? Like, it's an obvious callback. It's a yeah. You don't even have to be an insider to get it, but, like, it was good because, like, what, 75, 80% of the audience be like, oh, you know, you know, so I liked, mm-hmm. even, though, even though it was an easy callback, I, it was good. It was well-timed. It made you wonder why they weren't cursing a lot during the times they weren't. <laughs> yes. Yeah, when Eleanor was on Earth, why was she not <laughs> potty mouth? Network TV. Yeah, network TV is really the answer. But also, also, you know, the, the original premise was that the curse filter was there as a way to torture Eleanor. Mm-hmm. Not because that was actually a good place thing. Oh, really? At least that, the, that I, was what I sort of understood it as. But I also yeah. accepted it as sort of a callback and sort of a way to... Yeah, it could be. I... I... I don't know if I've necessarily thought about it specifically, but it just—I mean, especially the way Michael was describing, like to curse Eleanor mm-hmm. to be on her best behavior. There was all these mores and expectations mm-hmm. and censors on her behavior, right? Right. And it didn't necessarily seem unreasonable for a good person to not have a problem with those kinds of things, right? I mean, according to what the good place's ideal of a good person is, I right. guess, yeah. Which right. we'll now see, we now see is yeah, yeah, forked up. Holy shirt balls! Holy shirt balls! Yeah, that was that was definitely the best episode of the season. What am I looking for? Where is that? Chidi manned up. <laughs> Chidi always mans up. Remember, Chidi is He's done surprisingly jacked. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> Yeah, with Darcy Carden doing uh, doing all those impressions, pretty good. She's like, you know, she got to do all the stunt work in the prior episode. Mm-hmm. Now she gets the uh, focus of the she's, episode. You know, she's killing it. She's used to be trained. She knows what she's yeah, doing. Yeah, she's killing it though. Let's see what else we got here. One of the things I watched on the Trimo was um, Netflix put out The Bumping Mics, which has uh, Jeff Ross and Dave Attell uh-huh. sharing the stage at the same time, doing a lot of like riffing back and forth. 
what is this? On Netflix, comedy special called Bumping Mics. Oh, okay. They did like a nationwide tour, and this was like at the end of their tour in New York City, three nights. It was Jeff Ross and David Tell. Mm hmm. And, uh, <laughs> some, you know, it's kind of, kind of, um, roasty, kind of insult comic like them against each other, and is pretty good some of the, the better stuff I've seen on Netflix lately I was laughing quite a bit huh it's like a three uh, three episode season or series we'll take a look at that then let's see what do we got here is it hot I just said yeah drop it like it's hot drop it like it's hot Hard. Hot. Hard. Hot. 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 I did a little demonstration in uh, in my little demonstration thing that I do. Mm -hmm. uh, like a brown bag type thing? Like a luncheon, like a show and tell? No, thing? no, no. Oh. Uh, every Friday they sort of expect me on, on the... On oh. the You're every Friday? Every Friday they expect me to do a little like science-y thing. And I ask them what they wanted me to do. Like, I compress it into like two minutes. Right. So it's, I can't go big. But I asked what, what they wanted to. I said, I didn't have anything, so do you have anything you're curious about? And they said, thermodynamics. So I said, okay. Two minutes. Yeah, so <clears throat> this is what I came up with. Took a deck of cards and threw it up in the air? <laughs> no. What I did is uh, I based it on one of my favorite Feynman lectures. Okay. Um, and I said, okay, thermodynamics is essentially statistics. Uh, and first of all, for thermodynamics is one of the most important things that we've ever learned. It underlies pretty much everything we know. Um, but it, it, it is almost entirely statistics. In fact, it is a statistical, the nature of, of the understanding of thermodynamics is statistical. And by that I mean, we're talking about averages and outliers. So, if we look at a glass with water, what are we actually looking at? With our primitive eyes, we simply see a fluid inside this container. Uh, if we had amazing, incredible eyes that could see things, you know, in terms of what's actually happening here, let's say the temperature of this is roughly room temperature, 72 degrees. That means that the average kinetic energy of all of the trillions and billions, 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 trillions of water molecules that are in here... A side with really other trillions in there. Oh, more, much more okay. than trillions. All right. All right. Okay. Trillions is, is tiny compared okay. to what's in there. Right. The number is ten to the something sixteen, seventeen, okay. probably. Right. So, um, and dissolved salts and other stuff in there. But let's just concern ourselves with the water right. molecules. Right. Uh, you're. They would all be sort of bouncing around and jumping and you know hitting each other and stuff mm -hmm. like that in various ways and and if you multiplied all of their kinetic energy times a certain constant you would get their average temperature 
Right. But there's some in there that are frozen. There's some in there that are boiling. Yeah, there's some in there that are moving much faster than others. Some in there that are moving much slower than others. Some in there that are... Then those are going to kick stuff around and bounce mm-hmm. stuff around. Such that at the surface, there is often a bunch that are sort of thrown out. Shoot out. But on top of this water is a layer of air. So there is stuff that's going to bounce back. It's going to bounce off of air and bounce back. There's stuff that's going to sort of remain above the area. So there's sort of a, a layer of water vapor that is above mm-hmm. the surface of the water that is sort of between the air and a boundary of air and sort of boundary of water vapor and a boundary of the water surface. Stuff is always bouncing out, bouncing back in. Over time, enough of these, if you just left this, Enough of those bouncing out will go away, such that we, this will evaporate. I mean, that's right. Mm-hmm. If you put this into a place where the temperature, where if you cover this up, for example, stuff would bounce out, bounce back in. There would be no change. It would not be evaporation. Mm-hmm. It would just right. it, it, well, the would humidity be, in the air would equalize, and then it would. St- kind of fixed. It would be essentially fixed. It'd be the same amount going back as going in. This is going to be this is going to be very slowly evaporate because the stuff going to bounce out, bounce back in. Stuff that goes out will will has a decent likelihood of bouncing right back in or stuff coming back in, etc. So this is not going to evaporate very quickly. But this thing about water happens whether it's in this cup or a puddle, or on your hand, like a, a layer of it on your hand, or whatever. That's that's what water is going to be. It's going to mm-hmm. be the water, a little bit of water vapor, and then the air. So the question is, how do you, assuming that this, this way of looking at it, a bunch of molecules bouncing around, some bouncing out, assuming this is correct, what does that tell you about the world? What can you do using this knowledge to let's say evaporate this more quickly, well, one thing you could do obviously is heat that heat it up, right? That will increase the speed of everything, expand the surface area. But that's not going to be great for a puddle or just for the surface of your thing or on your hair. What's another thing you could do? Expand the surface area. Well, let's say you you can't. You could, yeah, you could spill it right around, but Remo- let, you remove pressure through the air above it. So exactly. Turn a fan on. Well, that's that's con- that's moving the humid air away from it, right? But that means that all the stuff that's bouncing out is going to be pushed away with the yeah. with the air. Right, you're moving, so it doesn't have less chance of falling back in. So that sure. is going to evaporate quickly. And in was, fact, there's that. I was also, but also, if you just there's that. There's moving the heavy air, the the humid air away. But also, if you put it. Yeah, under vacuum. Right, but how are you going to do that for a spill or for your hands or something like that? The point here is okay. the the beauty of understanding the thermodynamics means that you can say, okay, if you spill something and you need it to evaporate quickly, turn a fan on. If you want to wash your hands off, you want to get your hands dry, put them under a fan. It doesn't have to be hot air. It just has to be moving air. That will evaporate things incredibly quickly. If you can... Dry your hair with a hair dryer doesn't have to be hot air; mm-hmm. it just has to be moving air. Because th- once you understand this process, 
it applies everywhere. Mm-hmm. Sure. So that that is the that's the nature of, of what I would try to get across is that if you want something to evaporate, turn a fan on. Why? Because of thermodynamics. Because of what's happening, really because of the theory of kinetic gases in Boltzmann, but because of what's happening ultimately inside of here in terms of our theory. And if our theory makes sense, then this should apply everywhere. And so you're, it does. I mean, so from from the terms you just used in your description, turning a fan on is going to be moving the... You're talking about that barrier of water vapor, right? You know, you're moving that away because it it moves with the air currents. Mm-hmm. And if you have drier, less humid air there, instead of a water water vapor barrier, it it's easier for the new molecules to come out. Mm-hmm. It's it's easy for the stuff to to, to yeah. jump off and away if there's not something that could yeah. bounce back or stuff that would be going back in. Sure. All right. I gotta go to the bathroom. All right. Wrap this up. We'll see ya soon. Yes. Maybe for New Year's. Let's see. Yeah, I'll let you know. Make sure we don't have anything going on. I don't think we do. We normally don't. Um. Well, there's still like the 28th or 29th. Yeah. And then New Year's is gonna be Tuesday. So. Yes, sir. All right. Awesome. All right. Catch you guys later, guys. <laughs> <laughs>